there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Welcome back to Loring, our folklore podcast where we tell you the history and legends of different folklore and cryptids from all around the world. Oh, and I am on three brain cells right now, so we're going to see. That's all. The less brain cells, the better, I think, when it comes to podcasting. Honestly, it's so funny, like, because we have our first episodes we've done together and we, like, have a few we did before the ones that are published. Yeah. And it's, like, the less we care, I feel, the better the episodes are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's usually true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we used as to, long we as used to try, a, try a lot more. That's for sure. <laughs> we used to have time to try yeah. a lot more is a way better statement. <laughs> We we don't got any more time, Ryan. We're we're holding on. Who needs it? Who needs it? <laughs> so speaking of time, this week, what did you find alluring? Um, me and my friends were talking, and we're like, "Why, when you become an adult, do people stop having sleepovers?" Um, oh, oh. So um, we, what we kind just, of sleepovers, Ryan? Just, just like, like, not like a big group of friends, and just everyone, like, just come over, bring popcorn, and oh, okay. have a sleepover. Like a, a PG sleepover. Kim. Okay, okay. I was I, together. <laughs> all right. No, that's what. Listen, first of all, before anyone comes at me, that's literally what they're called for girls that want a little. Yeah, special no, this was, something. This they actual, refer to them as sleepovers. An actual sleepover, okay. Because like, everyone, like, okay. I mean, people have parties all the time, you know, but, like, they're like, oh, well, you know, like, you don't plan on staying over, so you Uber, or you get a DD and stuff. No one ever has just, like, a, <laughs> everyone's staying here tonight. Okay. And we're going to party. And it was a good time. And oh, so we did that this weekend. Okay. And I was up to, like, 5 or 6 a.m., which I don't know the last time I've been up that late or early, depending on Sounds like how a you college. look at it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I think that's probably the last time I stayed up that late was college. Um, but, yeah, and it was actually really fun. 
Oh my goodness. What did you, did you watch a movie? I feel like that's on brand for you to watch yeah, a film. Yeah, we swam for a while. We watched uh, Step Brothers. Did, uh, <laughs> did some face masks, which was a first for me. Never done that oh before. Oh my goodness. This yeah. sounds delightful. It was fun. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, just like a good old fashioned, like just friend friends sleepover and it was a good time i i love this i i'm here for it and i support it i think yeah <laughs> maybe we're just on the same wavelength because i did <laughs> i i'm so happy because i want to make this about me now right okay. so <laughs> um i did the same thing with my sister-in-law and one of her sweet friends she's never seen twilight before and wow. she was like, I, she's like, I'll watch Twilight if you want to come watch it with me. And I was like, say no more. So I, <laughs> so we did a sleepover at their place and I made, um, mocktails for them and they were, yeah. I called it vampire kisses cause it was red with glitter in it. Love it. <laughs> but no, I, we did face masks and watched Twilight and had drinks See, and snacks and yeah, I get it. That's time. where it's at. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta like, what is it? You gotta do themes with it too. That's what makes it fun, Ryan. Your next one, like, yeah, do we'll a theme to the movie. Time. Like, if you're doing Jason idea. themed, like, make some like cupcakes with little like, uh, knives or something. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah, have someone jump out with a ski mask at this one is, point. Hey, I'm Jason. I'm from the movie. You know the one. The one you're watching right now? <laughs> I think that would be great. No, that sounds super fun. Did you do it at your at your fam's place? Yeah. Yeah. The amazing spot to do it, to be honest. It is, yeah. <laughs> a lot more room. Oh yeah. It was I was like really because when i came down for the pirate party a while back yeah. i was like oh it's gonna be a small house and i was like well i have giselle there so I, at least i could like worst case steal her from her boy and bunk with her for the night you know yeah and no, then i got there i was like oh of beds. i was like this is nice it's like when you came to my family's house <laughs> yeah yeah very nice it's like oh there's so much room for activities this is delightful <laughs> I'll owe to be a parent who can afford a house. <laughs> be a be an individual that can afford a house. <laughs> Every time um, I look at the housing market, I'm like, ah, oh, the fleeting yeah. dream of reality yeah, escapes us all. I just cry. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, what did you find alluring outside the housing market this week? Um, man, that Twilight, the Twilight movie thing is the only thing I can uh -huh, really okay. think of. Cause again, I'm just like on three brain cells right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's been alluring in the world of Kimmy. Um, I just did a mega closet clean out. So I have like two boxes to donate to the Same. DI, but <sighs> I think that's nice. The same person living two different lives because I did the exact same thing last weekend. You know, at the beginning of this year, how you and me had such different goals. And yeah, we've just, at some point, crossed. You got into astrology. Mm -hmm. 
and all that stuff. And I got into working out regularly with weights and protein shakes. And I think mm -hmm. it, it was, it would have been too much. It would have been like the Hannibal gorilla situation, you know? Yeah. So like we've just meshed into one. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've reached a divergence, I think uh, is what it's called. <laughs> Well, the great thing is if I know I'm going to make a really bad mistake, at least at the same time, I'm like, Ryan's going to be making the same mistake right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. um, I'm checking our recording thing real quick and make sure I'm using the right microphone because I don't think I am, which is dope. <laughs> in, in our video, I am. So, like, it's fine. We don't got to restart. We can just rip that. But, um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where was I? Where was I at? I was at vampire um, alluring thing. Oh yeah, how we've we've merged yeah, into one person. Divergent. Yeah, or not divergent. Co covergent. <laughs> Listen, you could say anything right now, and I'd be like, "Yep, convergent." <laughs> That's the word, convergent. <laughs> I was like, "Isn't that a book series?" Divergent. Well, yes, it's also a book series, <laughs> which is where I got the word from. <laughs> Um, You're like, I read in school. <laughs> yeah. Speaking no. of, uh, um, you know, no, I, I, can, I, I can help with the transition. I think the one thing that we haven't quite merged all the way in is uh -huh. the emotional aspects. Oh. Okay. Am I supposed to say speaking of emotional aspects? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you read? I don't read your parts. <laughs> okay, fair. Look, you need to read your little outro. Got a sad it's little fine. boy, and he's emotional, and we're gonna, we're gonna just like us. We're gonna get into the episode. <laughs> Cue those campfire sounds. Oh, you know, there's those campfire sounds going. Slowing, <laughs> slowly strolling in the moonlight. Trying to stay out of sight, there's a grotesque crying beast that looks, um, greased? What, what, what's, what sad boy are we talking about today? <laughs> so, while making your way through the hemlock hardwood swamp, you'll hear the sounds of many different creatures that have made this forest their home. You may even hear the sounds of someone or some creature weeping. Now, if you are scared that this is a weeping ghost kind of situation, do not fret, because this creature isn't terrifying at all. Maybe a little ugly, but not terrifying. Plus, it Definitely is ugly. way... <laughs> it's ugly and it's proud. Um, <laughs> so, plus, yeah. it is way... This uh, cryptid more than any. <laughs> You're going to love this little guy. I just know it. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> This is your next tattoo. <laughs> mm -hmm, probably. Contender. So, <laughs> it's just put a cowboy hat on it. Call it a day. Anyway. So, plus, this creature is way more terrified of you than you'll ever be of it. So much so that just walking up to it can cause it to melt into a puddle of its own tears. So this week, we'll be talking about the homeliest creature of North America. 
This cryptid is known as the squonk and has been part of American folklore since the early 19th century throughout Pennsylvania. And then for all of our amazing audio listeners, if you want to check out this week's illustration, head to our YouTube and you can see it here. I got a good old bottle of squonk tears bottled up. Wow. <laughs> or you can go to our website, alluring.com, and check it out on our blog or check it out on our social media channels. So I really love this one because I think it's quite cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, where was I? Um, to this day. So back to the story. To this day, the people show much love for this pathetic creature known to weep and mope around the marshy swamps of the hemlock forest. So, getting into the origins, where did the famous squonk come from? (laughs) Oral legends of the squonk were commonly told by lodgers throughout the hemlock forest of northern Pennsylvania during the late 19th century. The earliest known written account for this cryptid can be found in William T. Cox's 1910 book, Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods. Not only did this book go into the oral legends told among slumberjacks and hunters in the area, but it also gave insight into where this creature came from. The book suggests that the creature had migrated from the desert to the Pennsylvania slums. This makes sense because logging campers were continuously moving in the early 20th century, and this would explain how the squonk migrated with them to Pennsylvania. So they may have just, like, hitched a ride and not realize it (laughs) and woke up one day and was in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Why is this pig crying? I don't know. Throw throw him with the rest of them and bam. You know, I like to think that so many people were crying having to travel on those damn wagons (laughs) that they didn't even realize. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's just Margaret. (laughs) Margaret. Just a listener. Classic Margaret. Classic Margaret. (laughs) And Margaret isn't even crying. She's like, bruh. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this written encounter also made its way into the early newspaper articles that ran during January 27th and 28th in 1912. So we got some early American folklore, like true and true, which I think is pretty cool. So... With the squonk now having a home in the hemlock forest, it wasn't long until the greed of capitalism swooped in and ruined the housing market yet again. Uh, I I see what mood I was in when I was writing these notes. (laughs) (laughs) So what was once the squonk's forest home became severely reduced since most of the hemlock trees were lodged by 1915. These trees were torn down for railroads and barrier supplies for the Civil War. Plus, at the time, many believed that the tree resources in Pennsylvania had an endless supply. Classic. (laughs) But as trees got hacked down left and right, the thick forest was no more and soon became marshy lands. This resulted in a dramatic decrease in the squonk population since they were now unable to hide and survive in the new harsh environment. These sad creatures stripped of their homes are now only occasionally spotted in the area's hardwood forest. So, though the population, the popularity and sightings of these creatures began to fade, the legends of them didn't. 
To this day, many believe you can still hear the squawks cries in the forest while roaming the hemlock woods under the moonlight around twilight or dusk. Now, this is one of those cryptids. There's not a lot to it, but it's so classic. So we're really yeah. kind of, we're, I did what I could to make this like nine pages, which is a lot. <laughs> It's like a precursor because there's really it's like one of those where you find the same four paragraphs yeah. on every site. It's a, it's a quality over quantity uh, cryptid. Yes, 100 percent. So um, though I wasn't able to find out why it was even called the squonk, I was able to find the supposed scientific name of the creature, which is Lacrima cropus dissolvens. So this breaks down to Latin words for tear, body, and dissolve, which refers to the squonk's strange supernaturally, supernatural ability. Um, it also doesn't have any nicknames. It's like just the squonk. There's nothing else to it. Like I couldn't even find like weeping tear pig or anything. It's just I mean, yeah. How do you squonk. how do you shorten squonk? <laughs> Sad so definitely. Sounds like to me like a Rick and Morty like made up name. A hundred percent. Sounds like some weird alien from the show. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I don't know. Squonk. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. I I can't explain it. Normally I could find like where the name will come from, but yeah. I feel like American folklore is just like, oh, that's just what we call it. It's we like, made it up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. They're like, let's just throw some letters together and see what happens, you know, yeah. see if it sticks. Um, but that's all I got for Origins. So I'm going to hand it over to Ryan. He doesn't have a lot either for his segment, but oh, he's got a short story and but it's two, two famous sightings. So <laughs> I should have cued some like sad royalty free music. Uh, I wish. Chris if you're listening cue sad royalty free music right now <laughs> the could you it's so sad in the dark forest it cries because of its looks in my yard lives squonk if i tell it it's pretty it becomes water my good friend the squonk wears a bag on his head because he's ugly so once again they just gave up on the poem <laughs> like i don't know because he's, he's ugly um that, yeah, that was, was mr jp squonk um <laughs> hunt for all those playing the sweet sweet sad violin music you can stop yeah, it now man hopefully i don't know you about you guys but that really really brought a tear to my eye Um, yeah, as I said, uh, a very relatable cryptid to everyone. So, um, <laughs> all right, this one is um, Paul Bunyan and the Squonk. Oh, um, no, you skipped one. Oh, did I? No, I didn't. Oh, wait. Oh, shoot. I did. Um, this is Mr. J.P. Squonk. Okay, sorry. Um, the <laughs> the first... poem was by Rachel Cross. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I'm all sorts of mixed up. Um, so the first sighting of the squonk was found in Cox's book and is believed to take place sometime during the early 19th century. A man by the name of Mr. J.P. Wentling, formerly of Pennsylvania, but now of St. Anthony Park, Minnesota, 
had a disappointing experience with a squonk near Mont Alto. One day, while hunting down a squonk, Wentling was able to coax this creature into walking to his bag by mimicking the squonk so it would feel safe. That's kind of messed up. Once it hopped into the sack, he quickly <laughs> closed the bag and began carrying it home. But here's where things begin to go south. As Wentling's head heads back home, his sack starts to become lighter and weeping from the creature stops. Out of curiosity, Wentling opened the bag only to be surprised that the sad creature had completely dissolved into a pool of liquid and bubbles. <laughs> Poor guy. So, Once again, because he's ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just funny to me because I know like when I want a cat to come near me, I go... You know, but like, could you imagine if I tisked a cat over Just and then I snatched it with a bag? <laughs> Every time you called your like pet a cute little guy, just, psh, water. <laughs> just snatch them in the bag. Yeah. No, Every day I think when it's I call a... Pablo a sweet little angel baby. He just <laughs> he hops in a sack and you just take yeah, him over. Turns the water. Um, so um, now we're on Paul Bunyan and the Squonk. Yeah. Um, in Paul Bunyan and his Great Blue Ox, 1926, Paul and his men are stalled in a cutting stalled in cutting timber when one hears a queer wailing some distance away. One of the men starts to mimic the crying sound, but the more the, he mimics the wailing, the closer the strange sounds get. Then, when Paul noticed an elusive squonk getting closer and closer, things quickly, um, thinking quickly, because he is Paul Bunyan, he was able to apprehend the unsuspecting squonk by luring it into, you guessed it, a bag. Quickly, Paul hollered at his fellow loggers and friends to come over and see the strange creature. He knew they would be thrilled to see it firsthand since they had only heard rumors of this creature. That's because the squonk was quite aloof and would do everything in its power to avoid the nearby loggers. Fair enough. Excited, all the men huddled around the sack, and once Paul opened it, in their excitement, quickly faded. Because guess what? The squonk became so distressed, it dissolved into nothing but a puddle of salt water and bubbles. <laughs> so, so, pretty much... Stop trying to catch cute little guys. Just leave them alone. Yes. Yeah, just leave them alone. <laughs> leave the squawks alone. <laughs> yeah. If everybody um, just got together and stopped trying to harass this poor, beautiful creature, maybe there'd be more of them. <laughs> but also don't call it beautiful because, according to Rachel Cross, it might also turn into water. So <laughs> just, let, just leave her alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, so... I, this is my first time learning about Paul Bunyan. and Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, Ryan would love this, so I'll put him on a future Patreon pool. But he pretty much just sounds like the folklore lumberjack American figure. Yeah, I'm you know? shocked you haven't heard of Paul Bunyan. I had to do like an um, like a essay on him in elementary school. Oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, moved like, a lot in elementary school. So. Yeah, oh, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the, it's like the American, that's one of like the American folklores thing. 
The man cuts no, down I... whole forests with his axe. Yeah, I thought he was so cool. I was like, this guy's an icon. And, and I, of course, yeah. I don't know the lore, so maybe that'll change once I read well, it. I, I smell a future, future episode. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was really cool, but I was reading it, and then like I just like did a quick read of some of his other stories. Because mm-hmm. this was a shorter one scene. If I could throw him in, I'm like, nah, boy needs his own. But it seems like anything that at the time that was like wow in like stories yeah um there's a paul bunyan version of it yeah that that makes makes sense it because there was the mr jp squonk hunt and then like honestly paul bunyan sounds so much the same you know yeah and i was like oh that's cool turned into paul bunyan by uh whoever the author of paul bunyan is (laughs) Yeah, all the like the all the stories that were like ooh ah like were turned into Paul Bunyan at the time. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, so we cool. Could, we could definitely do a full Paul Bunyan episode because there's there's a lot. I mean, we did a whole like month long thing about Paul Bunyan. Really? So, I mean, that was a long time ago. But see, this can I tell you what I learned from elementary school? Two things I remember mm-hmm. from elementary school. I had a teacher that made us write in a Harry Potter journal, and I hated every second of it because I did not like writing and she didn't make it fun. And the second is <laughs> she know. put me... I wasn't the smartest peanut. I had a very low reading level. I'm all charisma, baby. And I was put into, like, the dumb kid group <laughs> in, when all we did, like, the pioneer... Me. We did, like, a pioneer, like, ex, like, where we traveled to Utah kind of thing. And I was putting, like, the dumb kid group. And we didn't know anything about the pioneers or the traveling. She wanted to do it before. And we did everything wrong in that. We, like, took the shortcuts that got us killed and murdered. We took every wrong turn in that strange (laughs) elementary school lesson (laughs) what a weird state just all together i guess oh third thing i used to sell little mini geckos for 25 cents made out of beads so i oh okay bead gecko i thought yeah, I thought you were the out bee- there catching geckos, bringing them to school, and them too, for a quarter. But I didn't oh sell them at school. <laughs> but I did the little. I made little beaded geckos, and I'd sell them for twenty five cents. And I was so successful at it, the principal made it so I couldn't do it anymore. That's when you start an underground black market. <laughs> she was like, "They're distracting to the class," and now I'm like, "Boo, you whore!" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was selling them during recess you're fine <laughs> <laughs> and anyway. you know what else we're selling Whoa, what are we uh, what are we selling during this break oh Hey campers, you all know how we love to dive deep into the history of different legends and lore from around the world. And what better way to enjoy these tales than by also enjoying some international snacks and treats while you listen. That's where our sponsor Try the World comes in. Try the World sends out a box with 10 plus unique international snacks and treats from around the world, exploring new countries every month. 
with flavors from Spain, Japan, even Brazil, and so, so much more. So you can try global cuisines one country at a time from the comfort of your own home. And Try the World collaborates with cuisine experts and award-winning chefs to curate some of the most authentic, high-quality products from around the world. With them being such a great quality product, not only are they great for you, but they make a wonderful gift. And that's not all. Our listeners who subscribe today get a free box. So what are you waiting for? Start your international food journey today by going to our website, alluring.com sponsors, and click on the Try the World banner. Again, go to our website, alluring.com sponsors, and click on the Try the World banner today and start your international snack journey. Do you ever get that strange feeling at night that you're being watched? Or maybe you heard a noise in the woods you can't explain. What is the truth about UFOs? And where are the ones that have crashed? Every week, join husband and wife duo Felicia and Ian as we seek the truth. Recording in the mountains of the Appalachians, we... The Paranormal Lovers will bring you stories of hauntings, cryptids, UFOs, and more. You can find us on iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other podcast services. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube by searching for The Paranormal Lovers in the search bar. picked the 30 second wolf howl that wasn't me <laughs> it's actually a radio sound when i do the audio episode edits <laughs> oh so it's a radio sound effect you just like you went off the owl train the not the owl whoo the wolf train when we did the hellhound episode and you yeah <laughs> you have it recovered <laughs> the wolf the wolf is it <laughs> the wolf is it all of us mm-hmm I got that dog in me. <laughs> the wolf sounds for the lore report is what Ow. it is. <laughs> the wolf's for everything. <laughs> we just did that hellhound episode and ever since then Ryan's oh. never turned back. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome back, campers. Oh, we hope you enjoyed that little break you bought. A little beaded gecko or some alluring merch, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe a month. Both help both help the alluring economy. Uh so now we're gonna talk about the appearance and some little fun facts about the squonk. So this cryptid, appearance wise, is probably one of the homeliest cryptids we've come across. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so everyone, I want you to close your eyes unless you're driving. Just like maybe close yep. one if you it's safe. I don't know. Unless you just have one good eye. Or if like, you're driving uh, a self-driving car. Yeah, yeah. If you're driving a self-driving car, um, our shop is alluringshop.com. <laughs> <laughs> you can donate at patreon.com slash alluring. But what if they're Thank listening you. in the future when like self-driving cars aren't like expensive? <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> no way. You've seen Elon Musk. <laughs> That's never happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With yeah. this government, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we 
they gotta have a purge before that happens let's be realistic oh boy. <laughs> if people were listening to this I, during I the purge she's saying if you're listening um owners of youtube i am not calling for a purge that is me alone please don't ban our channel just kimmy Anyway, um, <laughs> remember to vote. Uh, so, <laughs> everyone go back to closing your eyes. Let's get back <laughs> on track. I want you to picture little piggy, but make it have wrinkly, ill-fitting skin similar to a bulldog. And it's less aww and more ugh, you know. Uh, the skin is covered from head to toe in warts. It has cauliflower ears and is covered in wax and patchy spots of hair. And it has two yellow tusks that are large and crooked. So, one of the strangest things about this creature is the fact that its right hind leg, or some legends say left, is transparent. Older legends describe the squonk as having four visible legs, but as the lumberjacks took the hemlock forest down and it became more swampy, the squonk had to adapt. Its right hind leg developed webbing between its toes to make swimming the water easier. But this cryptid definitely didn't get the lucky feet in life, and it resulted <laughs> it resulted in the evolutionary fin foot. <laughs> Sorry, I hit my bag, so I like totally oh. cut that off. Let me say that again. Oh. <laughs> But this cryptid definitely didn't get the lucky feet in life, and the result of this evolu evolutionary fin foot causes the squonk to merely go in circles when it tries to swim in the swampy <laughs> waters. And sometimes this is how it dies. <laughs> it just goes just rowing on one side. Yeah. Never switching. <laughs> just crying, Poor rowing guy. on one side. What a sweet baby. <laughs> it's a lot like I summer camp so when much. you... When you have to be in the kayak by yourself, you know, and you just row on yeah. one side. Yeah. A little sad because you're alone. Row with me. Turn <laughs> in the water. So, on top of looking like the saddest creature roaming around the forest, it acts like one, too. The squonk is a sad boy icon, coming off as bashful and an unhappy creature. While roaming the forest under the moonlight, it will see its reflection in the water, and feeling ashamed of its grotesque appearance, it will weep. <laughs> it also feels that it is so ugly, it will do everything in its power to hide out of plain sight, having the only way you can see this creature is by following its tear-stained trail. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's just the saddest thing ever. Um... Its cries have been described as a low note of pleading somewhat resembling the call of a cross-feathered snee. Um, I wasn't able to find any sound bits of what either of these creatures sound like, so I don't know if you have any idea of what the squonk would sound like. <laughs> there, Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I was, I was like, trying to think... <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Ryan really got into it for a second. I was like, oh Just yeah, that's good. And he's like, give me my Oscar. <laughs> I just think that everyone listening can agree this is the most relatable cryptid. 
<laughs> we've ever had hands down yeah no this is i i have a hard time with the appearance but i get everything else about it like i get it yeah, yeah it's just a self-conscious little guy i've been there and that's deep down inside we're all just self-conscious little guys oh yeah that's me seven days out every month you know like that's where yeah. i'm at with it that's me, that's me right now <laughs> only seven rookie numbers <laughs> rookie numbers five baby 365 24 7 yeah. um, 366 on leap year <laughs> you're like those are rookie numbers rookie yeah, numbers yeah, those numbers up <laughs> um, some more self-image issues therapist and have a field day with this one yeah i was like wow there's <laughs> your future therapists are going to listen to this one and be like we got some unpacking to do <laughs> you're, they'll be like ryan how do you feel you're like i feel great and they're like well in episode 53 of alluring at timestamp uh like do you, 50... do you think you're a squonk <laughs> They show you a picture of the squonk and you next to it, and they're like, "What do these two creatures have in common?" And they just wait. <laughs> I just turn into water. <laughs> you just turn into a puddle. <sighs> um, on fun, more delightful squonk fact, it is believed it can reproduce in a binary fission, which means asexual reproduction. So good for them. Listen, if they you think need, they're a... You don't need no man, no woman, <laughs> independent king. <laughs> you don't need no one but your own to keep that bloodline running. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> so, onto some little fun kind of like things around the because, squad. Because um, when... Uh, mommy squonk and a daddy squonk see each other they, when they try to swim towards each other they just get stuck in circles and they just can't <laughs> quite reach each other so they had to evolve you know what it is the zodiac sign pisces is two fish going in a circle mm. but the cryptid version of it is two squonks going in a circle yeah always chasing each in. other but never mm-hmm. touching <laughs> yeah, so they had to figure something out they're like, we're in low water already. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just hope something comes from it. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. Let nature take its course. <laughs> You're li- they're like, well, this will never happen, so let's see <laughs> what evolution will do for us. Um, <laughs> so, you may be asking yourself, with all the sightings and first-hand encounters of this little fella, how has no one been able to capture him? Well, that is because he is one slippery boy. So, mm. being an emotional mess that constantly weeps, humper, humpers, nope, hunters, woohoo! I mean, <laughs> we're not here to judge. Could be both. <laughs> it could be both. Listen, what you do in the forest, as long as it's consensual, mm-hmm. like, good for you. Hunters who are good hey. at tracking are able to easily follow the squonk by its tear stained trails. But tracking this creature down isn't the problem. Capturing it is. Once the squonk realizes it is cornered, unable to escape, 
scared, or surprised, it will dissolve into a pool of tears and bubbles. So this makes it extremely difficult to capture the cryptid. Many hunters will even search for the creature under the moonlight. Since for some reason it moves extra slow under the moonlight, and they believe it's because it's seen its reflection, and it gets sadder with each reflection it sees. Oh. So it, like, mopes even more. <laughs> but those who are even lucky enough to get it in a bag and carry it home will deal with this creature dissolving into a puddle of tears before they make it back. So, for all our listeners, I know we said leave this boy alone, but... Yeah. If you want to go hunting for the squonk, you still can. And you know what? I believe in you. I believe you can capture one. And Ryan says no, but I got some hunting tips for you. Because we know I'm the best hunter. I disavow this segment. (laughs) So hunting season for Pennsylvania's woods runs from October 1st to the start of firearm season for deers and bears. Shoot the little guy? <laughs> no, just, just just hold on. Just let me let me finish. Let me... I am a professional, Ryan. I've been hunting right. a few mm-hmm. times. I grew up in the country okay. by the creek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've skin, I've Damn skinned fish. <laughs> I've gone fishing. <laughs> 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 so though I wasn't able to confirm on pgc.pa.gov which is like a hunter website for Pennsylvania, by the way. Uh, there are rumors that a hunter is allowed one squonk per year, and if they capture the creature, it must be tagged and reported to the state game commission. Now, knowing everything we do, my one word of advice is take a giant jar with you, like a giant pickle jar. Because it's going to turn into tears. And I feel like once it turns into tears, people just leave it alone. And maybe it Mm -hmm. forms back. Because we don't know if it dies when it turns into a puddle or not. Or if a baby comes from it. So maybe if you just put it in a jar, you'll get a little baby squawk. And you can raise it to love itself. You know? Just go hunt a squawk. That's all I can say. I would like to counter by saying perhaps a large sponge. Because what if you drop your bag and the jar breaks, then the squonk's just everywhere. If you get one of those big yellow sponges, that like car wash sponges, you know, just put it in the bag. It's going to soak up the squonk. Then when you get home, you can bring them into a fresh jar that's not in danger of breaking. Yeah, you can put him in Just the tub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, it's it's Schrodinger's be... uh, squonk, though, because the second you see the squonk, it's going to turn back into water when you go into your bathroom. So The most horrifying bathroom. Is, yeah, if you dump the squonk into your bathtub and never go back into that bathtub, you always have a squonk, and you also never have a squonk. I just love the idea of large sponge sales dramatically increasing in Pennsylvania (laughs) during hunting season. And they're like, why can't we figure this out? Like the marketing team is losing their minds. (laughs) You're welcome, Johnson and Johnson. (laughs) 
the only support they'll get from us. <laughs> get some loofahs. Oh, get some loofahs. <laughs> oh, so another major influence of squonk folklore is location. So Pennsylvania Forest got some eerie vibes, which made it perfect breeding ground for folklore and urban legends to be discussed amongst lodgers who worked in the area. From bears to cryptids and ghosts, it seems like the Pocono Mountains especially had something extra spooky about it that made it the perfect place for American folklore to be born. Plus, with all the different monsters that lurked under the moonlight, the squonk would be the least of anyone's worries. So there's a lot of absolutely terrifying creatures, and the squonk is like the the palate cleanser of cryptids in the area, I'd like to say. Like, just a cute, sad little guy just <laughs> roaming the forest, you know? And now, not only does location play a major factor into the squonk sightings, but so does Pennsylvania's lumber history. During the early 19th century, Pennsylvania was famous for its timber and hunting industry, though many other U.S. states were also experiencing a lumber industry boom at the time there's something about pennsylvania's eerie wilderness and unknown creatures that led to great storytelling lodgers worked long hours and would share stories with one another of what they saw lurking through the hemlock forest it wasn't long until everyone knew a strange creepy creature roaming through the woods from the squawk to bigfoot or even the i think it's pronounced hug egg there was something around every corner Plus, with all of these oral legends floating around, it wasn't long until they were written down. William T. Cock, the author of Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods and Fearsome Critters, went into great detail about the different creatures talked about between lumberjacks, hunters, and lodgers. Not only does this book share some of the joyful encounters and stories told during a hard day's work, but it's also a great example of a book that preserves the folklore of lumberjacks at the time. So, William worked at the United States Forest Service before becoming the state forester and commissioner of conservation in Minnesota. During this time, he was constantly in contact with lodgers and did what he could to preserve the wonder of the legends told amongst lodgers. As machines took over, the need for human lumberjacks faded. Today, working as a lumberjack isn't as popping as a career path as it used to be, but the legends still live on as a major part of North American folklore. And I didn't include it, but one thing with William is he saw how bad the deforestation was. Mm. So that's why he wanted these stories, and that's why everyone was so keen on telling these stories, because they didn't want to lose the forest and the wonder of the North American folklore, which is really cool. So this was his Shout way to preserve it and to be like, Hey, you can't take away all the woods. Cause yeah, we need stories, you know? And I, I really enjoy that. So that was a lot of an information dump. So I'm going to take a sip real quick. <laughs> I looked up the, um, Oh, what was it called? The, uh, Hugge your hugag. Um, it is um terrifying. Oh, it's like yeah. a moose with a platypus face, um, and like elephant ears. Um, you want to know the worst part about it? Huh? Its legs don't bend. It just walks. Yeah, I'm, I see that. It kind of walks like, like a Barbie. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
a hue gag is how you say it. Hue gag. Uh, yeah. yeah they're... What an absolute monstrosity. You would honestly, that's one of the folklore books I feel you would super enjoy. Is that fearsome yeah. critter one? Like I yeah. would. And you find a way to get a hold of that one because that's right up your alley. It's Western lodger folklore. Okay. Liquor and lore, everybody. Liquor and lore. (laughs) Go to our Patreon. Again, if you have a hybrid car, our Patreon. (laughs) 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 Okay, Ryan, now it's time for our favorite segment. And by ours, I mean my favorite segment. It is time for Is It Science or the Church? So this week, I think I'm going to go with science because I think it's just going to be just a really ugly pig and there's going to be some (laughs) like disease in like the Pennsylvania forest that like causes pigs to get ugly. Yeah. Well, listen, I there wasn't a lot I can. Was it like red hen, red herring? Red herring. Yeah. 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 the, The church wasn't brought up once today. Yeah, I think this is no like problem. one of our first you did it again, You son of a bitch. You did it though. You did it, Ryan. You're really getting up there. I'm gonna have to start throwing another like, segment. Is in that there. like six in a row? And no, don't don't be that confident. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and look because it feels like six in a row. Definitely is it. Maybe, Maybe like more. three. <laughs> so at least three. For sure. At least three. three. For sure three. <laughs> Yeah, I need a. Simple. <laughs> I need to science or the church or like paranormal or something. I gotta throw like a third one in just to shake it up sometimes, mm, you know. I like that. Um, yeah. Oh no, I have to see. This one's always a. I either have a lot or I have absolutely nothing. So. <laughs> All right. Now. A few. Cryptozoologists believe that the swamp could be nothing more than some malformed wild boars. You were right on it. Nailed it. it. Yeah, that's why I let you clap twice. You can do a third one if you really (laughs) feel like it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Good job, everybody else who got it right in the in the car. Cast your votes at home. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So since. There are no modern-day sightings of the squonk, and this creature was always seen from a great distance. We could just have a common problem of poor eyesight from overworked lumberjacks, <laughs> which is fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of course, this doesn't explain the whole puddle-upon-capture problem, so I like to believe in the sad old squonk and that it's still roaming around the hemlock forest till this very day. Again, very short. Okay. <laughs> Get a lot, so that's all but I that's got. All right, because it's time for modern takes with Ryan. And this time, the modern take actually comes from the future. Um, oh, because turns out there is an event called Squonkapalooza, <laughs> which is happening. Um, but this episode comes out in like two days, so it's happening in like two weeks from oh, you listening wow, to this episode. Oh, wow, that was wonderful timing. <laughs> yeah. August 26th in Johns- Johnstown, Pennsylvania, there is a whole ass festival dedicated to the squonk and just all like Appalachian, Pennsylvania folklore. 
Um, it looks pretty dope, not going to lie. Um, Squonkapalooza.com is the website. Um, and fun little fact, uh, Lisa from Cryptid Comforts is uh, hosting the event. Um, you may know her from the one that made the adorable little Camp Counselor Mothman plushie um, that we gave away a while back. Um, if but I yeah, remember, I'll um, put a picture and post. <laughs> yeah, it'll be right here. But yeah, it looks like there's going to be um, all sorts of folklore games. Uh, they have speakers there. Um, they have a DJ, I believe. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, it looks like a good time. I honestly wish I wasn't on the West Coast or I would go if this happens again next year. Um we're going to have to make a trip because I've always wanted to go to Pennsylvania. And also this seems like the best festival ever. Oh, and, and Lisa's so cute. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. She like has a squonk costume. She puts on. <laughs> yeah. I was looking so at the Instagram and there's just pictures like all over town, the squonk costume. Um, and I love just everything about it. So if you live anywhere near, um, John, I hope it's Johnstown. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, but you should go and please send us photos because I really want to see and I'll see you in uh, 2024. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, this is why I'm manifesting nothing but good stuff for us when for next year because I would love if we could get enough funding where we mm -hmm. could go to one of these and just have like a booth there. Yeah. I think that would be just super fun. And we don't, we can do the booth there to help fund the trip, <laughs> but then we can go like yeah. just hang out. I think it would be super fun. So we'll yeah, manifest so it. That is Squonkapalooza. Um, S-Q-U-O-N-K-A-P-A-L-O-O-Z-A. Uh, Google it and uh, please go because I want to see. Yeah, we want more cryptid Only events. We don't get we don't get any on the West Coast, you know. Not really. And it kills me. And it's because well, all the good American folklore comes from back east, which makes sense. It's been around a lot longer. I mean, we have like Bigfoot oh, out no. here. That's about it. We have more alien stuff. We should. Well, that's the uh, thing. There's more like aliens. I feel like yeah. the West Coast because it's Arizona, you know. But it's just like, can we just have like an alien festival in Arizona think, or something? I, I don't know. I have one in Roswell, but we'll yeah, see. I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to go to Pennsylvania next year. Uh, so hopefully Squonkapalooza <laughs> happens again. Um, yeah. It, yeah, look, that, it looks that, amazing. This like she she grows it so much each year, too. So it's so amazing. There's so many talented artists at it. So, yeah, go check it out. Okay. August 26th. Uh, yeah. Uh, take pictures. Let us live vicariously yes, through you. <laughs> Wearing um, a learning shirt while you're there for us. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we can feel like we're there. <laughs> yeah. Should we get some announcements? Yeah. Uh, time for the lore report. This is when you do the wolf howl. This is when. There you go. some of the most lovely fan art from our listeners which has been really cool and to show our love 
we now have a fan arts and craft corner on our website, alluring.com. Uh, go check it out to see what some of our talented campers are doing. Uh, we got cross-stitch. We got digital illustrations, paintings, uh, literally everything. Um, and if you are like me and just don't have not a single bit of artistic craft in your uh, bones, and you've been thinking, hey, I have some fan art I want to send. Um, sorry, if you're not like me is what I was trying to say. Um <laughs> I just forgot a word. Um, you can you can send some of our fan art, your fan art, to us. Um, you can send it via email or to our PO box for a chance to be featured on our website. Or our email is alluring.com, alluring wow, right. at gmail.com. And our PO box is, ready, listen, write it down, pull over if you're driving, 1935 South, 1100 East, PO box. Five two two zero zero one Salt Lake City Utah eight five one eight four one five two, but yeah. So hopefully all of you are more crafty than me, and I know you are. So uh, send it in. Do it, do it. Especially mail us stuff. I would love yeah. to get more stuff from the post. We like to the touch post office stuff. box. Yes, I want. I love when people come over. And they're like, oh, what's this? And I'm like, oh, you mean my fan art from my podcast? Oh, it's no big deal. It's just the coolest thing ever. So that's super fun. And then we can brag about it and put it online as well. So just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. I'll even accept stick figure Don't UFO me. art. That's, that's all I've got. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of art, we have also gone back to our luring roots. We have reached deep. And we have been posting art challenges on our Discord. So if you are wanting to stretch those creative muscles and create something alluring, then head over to our Discord channel today. Uh, it's a fun little community of cryptid and folklore lovers that would love to see your art projects. So if you have like cryptid art or folklore art you're working on, it's a great place to share it because you have all the people there that are into both of those things. So <laughs> it's kind of a great... Great little way to spread the word, do a little self-promo, let us see what you're working on, all that good nice stuff. Nice little community. Yeah, and Ryan also posts about his horror podcast there, so go check it out today. Uh, direct links for Discord invite can be found at alluring.com slash links. All email address, PO box can also be found at alluring.com. So we got everything you want right there. That's all. That's all for the lore report. I always feel like I need paper to like <laughs> shuffle. Perfect. <laughs> and I would like to say I only put mine in a little bit because I wanted people to be able to see it, but if I could put mine off the chart, it would go all the way because the squonk <laughs> is too pure <laughs> for this world. You got a good boy such a good that's guy all, that's that's all it is it's just we we both put him at straight up good uh mm -hmm. we did neutral yeah because not enough about it to know whether it's chaotic or lawful though i will say um evolving to swim in circles is pretty chaotic if you ask me but <laughs> it's more pathetic than chaotic but <laughs> well it could, be, it could be two things at once 
they can both exist in the same yeah. space. <laughs> I just absolutely love the idea of the squonks swimming in little circles together. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's kind of cute. And they're oh, like, well, wow. we give up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get been <laughs> there. Maybe been... on our own. <laughs> well, Two yeah, this was. Webbed feet lovers. Star, <laughs> Two... Star-crossed webbed feet lovers. Well, that looks like it's going to be the next Valentine's Day shirt. <laughs> Two <laughs> webbed foot lovers. <laughs> it's like only others can You'll find someone that sees your true inner beauty or something mm-hmm. really corny like that. <laughs> Aw. Well, yeah, it's it's weird when the Lorian alignment chart just goes so quickly. Yeah, just I go- mean, yeah, what else is there to say about this little guy, you know? Yeah, if, if you think he's chaotic or evil, tell us. We mm-hmm. will disagree with you, but you can still tell us. Yeah, if you put it evil, <laughs> um, I don't trust you. I think is a safe thing to say. <laughs> You're like, hmm, suspicious. Um, all right. So now let's let's get out of here. Let's talk about our two episode takeaways. You wanna go first this time since I totally railroaded you last time? Um sure. If you're out in Pennsylvania and carry around a ultra absorbent sponge, perhaps a sham wow. <laughs> And, and swim in circles to find your lover. <laughs> yeah, those are the two. <laughs> Woo! All right. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been Alluring. You just have the most alluring day ever. Go get yourself a little squonky guy. And we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Miss you. <laughs> and that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Loring, go check out our website, Loring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.